Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other it's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey guys ashley and i went live on instagram yesterday on the aj podcast account and we talked about a whole bunch of things we did some question and answer and we also did just talk about a few things topics that were on ashley in particular on her mind so we wanted to share that with you on the podcast today as a bonus episode in commemoration and celebration of the fact that the HA Society is open today. So I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. 
If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to cover, please come and let us know on Instagram and maybe we'll make an episode out of it just for you. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I'm super pumped. And then I have, we can either save this for the podcast, but I have two topics that we can talk about, which I thought was so good. It was the lack of feminine, like the connection with the feminine energy going through HA and what happens when good meaning practitioners um, plant a seed of doubt in your head. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it like five and any, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So let's do it. <laughs> Let's start with that because it's on your mind and then we'll finish with some Q&A and then I have a client call right in the hour, so. Ooh, we're busy. we busy today. <laughs> so what have, you been, what have you been pondering? Yeah, so uh, we'll definitely have to record this because I think this is such a good one and my client gave me permission to really share this. Um, so two things. So one of my clients, she has gotten her period back. Yeah. And I just creeped on her chart and it looks like she's about, like she's ovulating. So we're like have day five. And me her name. <laughs> yeah. So with that, um, she was like, hey, I went to my chiropractor and I was kind of just sharing my story. Um, and he had said, well, I work on a lot of other women who work out more than you. And I just don't think what you're saying is possible because I've seen other women work out more than you and have their cycle. Right. Um, and so we love other practitioners. We love other alternative practitioners, you know, holistic practitioners, all the things um, but what I thought this was super interesting is that it actually um, sheds a lot of light on um, not knowing the whole story or um, practitioners in general and not knowing much about HA and then giving advice, not knowing the intricacies of HA, right? As in like, what if all his other female clients were on birth control and they don't even know whether they have a period, right? Does he, does he work with them tracking their cycle and charting? Can he confirm it's ovulation? You know what I mean? Can he confirm they're all having optimal cycles in general? And the only thing that he can confirm is that he has other clients who work out more than her and seem to be fine. Anecdotes. Cool. Yeah. And so not to bash on this person, because I don't even know the name. So and plus, I would never do that. But it just really brought up like, um, the white coat syndrome, right? Where it's like, you can go to someone who has gone to school, who's gone to school more than you, right? And you're automatically like, I feel inferior, this person must know more than me, despite our own personal experiences. And so I just thought it was really interesting that that happens actually a lot. And so I wanted to know your opinion on how many times your clients go to another practitioner and they're like, you're fine. You're totally fine. I see people who do way more than you and they're fine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like almost 100% of the time. I feel like someone <laughs> has some kind of experience, whether it's before we met or during or after, mm -hmm. someone has said something that's, contrary to what they believe what they've been working on and the funniest thing about it 
is like they could hear from multiple people in the HA space the same consistent advice mm-hmm. and get one person, a chiropractor of all people, like, or, or but yes, one person from elsewhere to give them a seed of doubt. Did you know, true statistic, that 50% of, sorry, let me start again. True statistic, 80, <laughs> 80% of second opinions will be different to the first. Hmm. When you go to- sense, I guess, yeah. Because like you would actively probably seek out someone from a different realm, like a different circle, a different, like, yeah. And because, because people don't know as much as we mm-hmm. give credit for, which yeah. is it's this crazy thing that I've been learning where I like look at these experts and I think, I wonder how, like, how, this is how I perceive you and I wonder what is reality. And I think that when we go down these paths, although people are very well-learned in their profession, mm-hmm. we do go down these paths and we, if we learn enough ourselves, we start to see cracks. Even with mm-hmm. you, right? Like someone could get on a call with us and go like hardcore on facts about the endocrine system, right? And notice like, that's a really complex, difficult topic. We don't know everything about it. But some people yeah. do. Like people, yeah. people send us our la- their labs. Like we know exactly what we're looking at. And it's like, doesn't matter how many times we say it, like people have an expectation or a belief that everyone, like all these practitioners and experts are way more learned than they really are. Like every single one of them. Yeah. And you know, I think it just, I guess like my whole mind thing about it was, is that like HA um, has its fingers in so many different things that if you were ever to isolate it, it wouldn't make sense. And I think that that was the big takeaway of like, so I know like, obviously like we have a really big influx or maybe it's not an influx. Maybe it's really just um, people connecting the dots really and truly of di- uh, women who have HA in digestive issues. Like you can go and address a digestive issue by itself and you would get a completely different protocol than someone who right. knows the ins and outs of HA and digestive issues, right? Like then, then like you can, you know, so it was just really, really interesting that it just has its, its little fingers in everything. And just to look at one finger, you would miss the whole thing. And that's the whole thing about HA is that it um, touches all the major organs and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting. And, um, and I know that's something that you and I are really passionate about, like how, like, like you don't want to just feed you information. We want you to be empowered and learn from your own experience and your own tracking and your own, you know, uh, recovery so that you feel empowered to know like what is right for you. Right. In your recovery, like not just because Danny said so, not just because Ashley said so. So I thought it was really, really interesting. Yeah, I think everyone has had that experience in some way and it throws them for a complete loop and they absolutely think that <laughs> that it's true like that the most recent piece of information that they heard was true Ooh. Ooh, that's good yeah because it's a missing puzzle piece yeah 
it's it's a missing puzzle piece and i think also just like that's how our brains work i think mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Correct. We have to get really good at taking information and figuring out what we believe. Like, what do you believe? So I have a thing out this week. Um, on So every time a client gets pregnant, the questions, the next questions about pregnancy, right? And like a very common one is like, how do, how do I exercise during pregnancy? Like what's safe? Thinking, you know, there may be predispos predisposed to issues because they have a also just like it's a question every woman has regardless of whatever they're like what is safe so that's actually a really loaded question and <laughs> I did a whole video on it breaking down like my very personal opinion like mm -hmm. based on all of these studies and actually how I interpret them and the context of my background and like the habits and behaviors that I have a history of doing like, this is how I interpret it for myself. Now, how do you interpret this for yourself? Because there's a lot of blanket information out there. Mm. One, like, it doesn't 100% apply correctly to any one person. Like, you yeah. individualize the advice for yourself and figure out, like, you know, I just, I see that all the time. Like, yeah, but what do you think? Like, what mm. is what is your opinion? Not that doctor's, not mine. Like when you take all this advice and then what you know about yourself, what do you really think? Yeah. And I think that's the empowering thing of like empowering our clients because you know, like um, one thing that I was just thinking about, I love that there is a starting point when it comes to caloric intake of how much you need to eat or aim for. But just like you said, like, let's say that you've been eating at this designated amount for a year and you still haven't gotten your cycle yet you have enough personal evidence that you need to increase it right regardless of what any data or average says right oh. so i think that's so i think that kind of applies to exactly what you were saying it doesn't matter what like i think you should eat and it doesn't matter what the average data should eat if you've been eating at this certain amount for a year or six months or five months or even three months and you still haven't gotten your cycle, you have enough data that for your specific situation, you need more food. And so I really enjoy that. It's not like throwing science out of the water. And it's not like, how do I go based off my feels? It's like, how do I take everything into consideration and address my specific situation? Yeah. You said something that reminded me of um, a conversation I had yesterday with someone. I was doing a discovery call with her and she was kind of feeling like at her wit's end because she had a very, she had multiple, oh, so um, anorexia background, a history of multiple people telling her a very specific number that she needed to get mm. to get her period back. Of, and she was locked on it. And so she was me because she's like, I've gained that this weight and I've been this weight for X amount of times for X amount of time. And like, nothing has happened. So like, I don't know what to do I, because I don't know what, so I don't, do I not have HA because, because I like, I didn't get my peer back at the number everyone's saying. And you know, I had to bring it down and be like, hang on a second. Like that number is actually totally arbitrary. Like it's yeah arbitrary i'm sorry that it's been made such a focus for you but you have the evidence now 
to show. And the challenge here is that you don't want that to be the answer. Yeah. Um, but you have like, it actually is really clean. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Man, that got me all up in the feels because that was me for five years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anybody that's joining us, like, like we talk so passionately about it because I think we're almost talking to our past selves. Like, Ashley, if that was the answer, it would have been the answer, but it's not the answer. <laughs> yeah, I tried that. So like everyone's yeah. saying like the definition of insanity is trying the exact same thing over and over again without any change <laughs> like with yeah. without change that's exactly what a lot of us are on we're on a loop and we just need to break it like we need to have this like one big moment of courage where we're willing to say i tried this and that's okay but it's not working and so that's not okay yeah and i mean not to get off from sidetrack but i feel like for people with ha we're so driven that we're like what do you mean? That's just called perseverance. <laughs> like I would have, I would have repackaged it up as in like, I'm just going to try harder and persevere harder and break through this wall rather yeah. than to not change anything. Yeah. Rather than admitting like not defeat, but ooh, I guess that came up because it feels like defeat that I couldn't, you know, get my period back at a lower intake or at a lower body weight. And so I would never admit defeat. <laughs> failed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, that's kind of what I had pop up. Um, do we want to get into your DMs, or I got? I mean, I got another one, but we can save that for next time too. <laughs> um. Well, what's your other one? So the other one I thought was really, really fascinating. And again, we're going to like, re like we're going to record this. Uh, um. And I totally felt this too, but I didn't know I felt this, but it, uh, she was talking about feeling a lack of connection to like your feminine side while you're going through HA. And had you told me that while I was going through, I mean, let's be real. You couldn't tell me anything while I was going through HA. Like I was that stubborn person. Like I, <laughs> right. But I probably would have not even resonated with that, but on the, other side of being recovered now like cycling cycling hormones emotions energy level like that one gets me all, all the time um just because it's so different now right um now i can totally relate to her saying that because i think for so long i was in such a masculine energy i mean let's be real i still function in that to a degree but it was like, I think that was the only gear I had. And so I get what she's saying where there is like this disconnection to this feminine energy. Yeah. Have you, yeah. So I have a few thoughts on that, but I wanted to hear your thoughts first. Well, I guess like practically you'd think low hormones, like low female yeah. hormones, you're going to have low feminine traits, right? But yeah, I think um, the thing that like, the, if you think root cause, the thing that causes A is chronic stress and overwork mm -hmm. in some way. And to, to work hard, to be productive, to aim high, these are masculine traits and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. We need a bit of both. But when that side of us starts to get bigger and bigger, right? Yeah. It's like 
it just starts to become easy for that to be the default. And then we feed off that. So when you're like, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., I'm going to get my, <laughs> my walk-in, then I'm going to have my breakfast and it's going to be, you know, this exact amount of calories. And then I'm going to bust and work out and get as much of it done as possible for my 11 a.m. workout. Like, and you know, mm-hmm. this attitude, yeah. things are, are, they're like, they're synonymous with missing periods. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. And think about how estrogen ebbs and flows throughout a cycle, right? And so not making that the full connection to like feminine energy because males have that too. And let's be real. We don't like males that are only in their masculine energy all the time. It's like, bro, please. Right. But I I do think that that makes sense because it's like, I don't think that we ever have to function fully in our feminine energy, but we do have to flow in and out of it. And it's interesting that estrogen obviously, you know, flows too. So to not be functioning with that, it does make sense because it's like our type A personality combined with being driven, combined with being low hormones creates this massive disconnection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very like you have to be constantly working on that from the beginning to the end because it can. It's also very easy to take a masculine approach to your recovery, and I think that hurts people too. And it's you know we get those people who are like, I've been not exercising, I've been eating all the things, and it's not working. And so our next avenue would be like oh okay well how are you approaching this how do you feel about this what are you still holding on to um you know from your past life that you don't want to let go of yet i feel like sort of voice for a lot of people is a very masculine voice yeah and it makes sense so i mean if anyone's like this is me don't worry we get it because um coming from only functioning from the masculine energy it makes sense that we'd be like okay now how am i going to fix this what's the protocol what's the timing i'm going to nail it i'm going to get it done and then boom i'm going to be recovered and go about my life and keep doing what i'm doing right that's exactly how i wanted to approach my own recovery um and so it just makes sense that we would enter into recovery with that and why all of our clients and members are like, I struggle to rest. I have guilt when I rest. I don't know what to do with myself if I'm not bettering myself, the world, and the environment uh, like 100% of the time. What does enjoyment look like? What does play look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what 
they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60 minute masterclass. Yo, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Does I have a funny visual head of people like climbing this recovery mountain and then like reaching this like huge patch of just like flowers. <laughs> like flowers and these it's like they're treacherous but they're beautiful. And you're like, yeah, I'm gonna just walk around these flowers. But you like right <laughs> flowers are like the You're like, ugh, flowers. What feminine that if you you cannot get to the top of the mountain, you'll just be walking around and around it. Like you can't get to the top if you don't if you don't also go through like this feminine energy flower patch. So certainly we have to get to a point where we realize like, oh no, I the I this part's harder to control. I have to <laughs> like I have to actually not control anything in order to control this <laughs> that's so good because thing about feminine energy is that flow it's like creating you know that spontaneous you know what i mean it's like the like i think of it it's like the joy right and it's so interesting that you said that because everybody in recovery is like we all struggle with control right and you can't control the feminine energy like you know what i mean like that's not something that you're like five doses of that today seven tomorrow let's amp it up to 10 and think about like you can't re like you can't do the things that feminine energy requires such as having a cycle being cyclical uh creating another human sustaining another human like birthing you know what i mean like that can't be done so actually everything that we that like that you're using the masculine energy to try to achieve requires feminine energy which requires like this like this surrender to it yeah and it's like a lagging muscle too like you've worked your feminine your masculine energy so much like you don't need to practice that at all anymore like <laughs> yeah you just take a full break and go full time 
then like this is the perfect time for stuff like sabbaticals vacations oh um, yeah saying no to certain expectations like do you have a super crazy work schedule like you just need to make like now is the time to make some shifts yes and that's the biggest thing that most of our like long-term clients that's the thing that they haven't done is like the like shifts right they're like okay fine i won't try to control my body composition Right? It sounds scary, but that's totally the ebb and flow that you need in your life. Anyways, I thought that this topic was super interesting because I think it is so woven in whether you're aware of it or not. And that's potentially the biggest thing that you're fighting. <laughs> There's a, the inner conflict of like, this is what I've been told I should be doing and this is what I've been told I'll get if I do do that. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you're messing with my belief system here and telling me that like, that's not, not serving me. And I need to do what something that society has actually deemed negative, or at least you've interpreted as negative, you know, which is like rest and <laughs> like, and eating all these things you've like interpreted as being yeah the wrong thing to do. And so, that's an entire story that needs to be rewritten in your mind because mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to like fear and stress like it's very it's it's anxiety inducing and fearful and stressful to carry around guilt and shame Oof. about what you're doing so if you try to approach recovery by like white knuckling eating more gaining weight, not exercising, but also feeling really bad about it and refusing to sort of like try and do the inner work to change the narrative around it, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. I hate that you can't wait knuckle recovery because it means that like it's all surrender rather than like this whole, I'm going to control every part of it and I'm going to ensure that it happens by this date. Oh, whoo. Yeah. That's like the whole journey. <laughs> it is. Okay. All right. We'll do like two questions. Deal, deal. Rebecca asks, hi, Danny. I hope you're well. Do you know what impact Diet Coke would have on recovery? One or two cans a day. I don't think any other caffeinated drinks. I don't drink any other caffeinated drinks and I'm 80, 20 ish whole processed whole food split. So soda. Yeah. So basically soda. Um, you're going to go first. <laughs> then I want to go first because I feel like. Well, okay. Yeah. So considering the context she's given of like, I don't drink other caffeinated drinks. So that part I'm like, okay, cool. Like you're not, Sounds like you're not, you know, destroying yourself on yeah. caffeine elsewhere. So check. Why are you drinking the Diet Coke? I mean, like, what? just might as well just drink the whole thing um, mm -hmm. unless you really prefer the taste. But, yeah, like, why are you drinking the Diet Coke? You need the calories. So the Diet Coke's not really going to do anything for you there. And if that's, like, a fear food for you, right? Like, so no one's no – one's, 
none of us are believing that soda is good for us. Like, <laughs> okay, like we know that. Um, but if if the bigger issue for you is that you used to restrict things like that, mm-hmm. drink it because we're trying to we're really trying to enter a bit of like a fuck it um, mindset in a lot of ways. So it can be a really helpful thing for people to do. Um, if you enjoy it, if it makes you happy, drink the Coke. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not going to have a positive effect other than calorie intake, you know, but if that's what you got to do, then that, like, that might be an extremely positive thing for you. Yeah. I enjoy that we're on this together. So yeah, I like the thought of what's the big rock, right? Because I think we can all agree that soda is never going to get the stamp of like super healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she kind of already knows that since she's like, I'm on like an 80-20. So maybe this is part of her like 80-20 process, unprocessed. Um, I personally love the taste of Diet Coke. I hate the taste of Coke. So I am that person that where I'm like, Coke, I just feel like it's gross. So I feel like if you're drinking diet coke to avoid the calories then then like please go drink some juice to get the calories and avoid the whole diet coke in general if like you just like the taste of it obviously i think it's one of those things in moderation when it comes to ha right like all the things that you've already like addressed so i'm gonna leave it to there but like it's not going to hinder your recovery I feel like it's one of those things where like it doesn't add any like forward momentum in the bucket unless it's like a like fear food kind of like what you said. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you get getting your period back is different to optimization. Getting mm-hmm. period back first and foremost super important. Should you get it back later and you're still drinking soda and you have like really bad period pain symptoms, that's kind of when you start to look at these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's not where you're at yet, like drink the soda. Yeah. And so that's why I think, again, this is where there's no one size fits all for like nutrition advice when it comes to HA, like, is it a fear food? Then yes, there's value in you like combating fear, right? Is your body like chronically underfed and it's really hard for you to get the calories in? great tool yeah and if it's one of those things could this be maybe this is something where we think about are you drinking this all during the day to one for the bubbles to fill up your stomach to avoid hunger two for the the the, like constant caffeine kick throughout the day then yes i would remove it but not because it's a bad food even though you and i are not ever going to be like soda's great (laughs) You, you know what i mean but i think again it's how are you using it? And sometimes it's helpful just to remove it because anytime that you change something in your food, it brings all these other changes that you don't even have to plan. Meaning that if you take in less diet Coke and you have less bubbles, you're less fluid, less caffeine, your hunger cues are probably going to come back online a little bit faster just from the absence of those things in general. Yeah. So this goes for fizzy water. If you have not recovered, Dude, I just disappeared okay. for a second because my my social 
fear limit was like, it's been 15 minutes. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm pro like ditch the, the sodas, ditch like the, the pro cal, like the zero calorie drinks. I don't think I would rather you get your period back with like a ton of useful nutrient dense food. Cause we're also trying to bring your body out of a nutrient depleted state, but everyone's individual. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. I feel like I should have um, collected my questions for my uh, earlier. <laughs> They're all oh, Rosie. Oh, yeah. Rosie had a question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for that one. Because that, cause that one's good. Do it. Okay, so uh, can I get your perspective on women believing they're the bigger friend or sister? Is this bigger as in body size? I would imagine. I think so. Bigger, like. Or... Yeah, I mean, definitely some more context, Rosie, to like the issue that you are working through mentally. But some things that I've seen come up is like, it's just that like I'm bigger than my friend. Or I'm bigger than my sister, and like they have their period, oh. or or just like having a lot of self like just self comparison to other people. Yeah, so I totally grew up with this exact thought, and so um, like bigger, like in weight, that holds you back from recovery. Oh, yes, this is one of our favorite ones. So. On what Danny was talking about, I remember in high school just thinking that I was just bigger. Like, I was just a bigger individual. And now, looking back, I definitely was, but I was normal. Okay. <laughs> because the individuals that I was comparing myself to were someone or, or I was never going to look like. And they were even on the extreme thin side. Not saying that that's what I wanted, but that was just all that I saw. So, I was just like, oh, I'm just bigger so I, I think I like took on like I'm a bigger person as if that was like part of my identity which probably much led to being so driven into AJ but anyways so given that um we just did a community call on the role of leptin and why there's this connection with leptin and having we need to have our leptin restored in order to uh, play a huge role in HA recovery, right? And this is what is like the middle ground because if we only went based off of, well, she only had to gain this amount of weight, she only had to gain this amount of weight, she only had to gain this amount of weight, or she weighs this amount, how come I can't weigh that and have my cycle? We're going to be stuck in this comparison and it doesn't take into consideration leptin being restored. So for example, some of like, I developed HA at the weight that most of my clients recover at. And that's why Danny's story was so inspiring to me was because I saw someone of a normal weight develop HA. And so I was like, oh, maybe it is possible that I have HA. So if we focus on weight, just like you said, we're going to get stuck in comparison. But literally, like you like to talk about, we take in not like there's no consideration of our uniqueness, our genetics, our hormones. So I don't actually, so think about if like you're at 
a certain weight that your friend recovered at, but your estrogen is still low, it's not going to happen for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we need to, if like we really want to compare, we would want to do ranges and estrogen ranges, right? That people have um, recovered at rather than weight or amount of weight that they've gained. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I think that um, comparing how you look to someone else is, and then determining that it means something mm. nonsensical. <laughs> it actually makes sense. It's, it is as similar to being like, oh, you know, Ashley and I both have brown hair. So like, mm -hmm. why is she recovered and I'm not? Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, like, it's, we're focusing too much on, on body weight. Like we're focusing too much on body weight and, and other people's, and we're not looking at all of their life experiences, mm -hmm. their individual DNA, their individual genetics. Even your sister has different genetics to you. You know, like in many, do you have similar ones? Yeah. But are you exactly the same person? No, not at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go. yeah, and even how genes get expressed, right? So, like, you can have epigenetics. Yeah, like, so someone could have the gene for celiac, but it doesn't mean it always gets expressed, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like, you can have a gene for something, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, she asked, so any mindset work that you recommend? One of the things that, and this is going from the very beginning when Danny and I first started this, that anytime that you start comparing, it's the so like we're not going to adjust we're not going to address your mindset of comparing because it's a human nature to compare like we're you know like you, like you teach little kids this is bigger than this right so right. it's really the value that gets assigned to it like it's how the brain understands things is this yeah means, yeah and but really and we want to get to the root why are you comparing and the root is because you're trying to justify your actions and behaviors and anytime that we are justifying our actions and behaviors we are actually resisting the change that we already know that we need to make right so really addressing why are you justifying what are you trying to like what are you really resisting and do you think intuitively that's probably what you need to be doing right and so that's like two onion layers back. But if we just address the fact that you're comparing, then like we're never going to actually stop the cycle or just let it be like, it's okay. Keep comparing and appreciate the variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we compare, we're also, there's a bias in our mind. We're looking for certain things mm. to like prove. Yeah. Prove and solidify the, whatever the belief we have in our head right but what things are you choosing to to not look at that make you so different to the person mm. that you're comparing yourself to like no one's ever doing that right um, and that but that's one of the value of like when we work with people is that they tend to you know, like the the whole goal of coaching is like to help people figure this stuff out right and so we'll have a conversation. So right, Rosie, like maybe you can journal to achieve a similar thing where you have a conversation with yourself. Like I'm comparing myself to so-and-so because she, yada, yada, like that's the first thought. That's the immediate thought that you have that you could have just walking down the street, like at any moment. 
it just is the first thing that pops up. But then if you're writing it down or you're talking about it with, to someone, you have to go to that next, like you have to make it coherent. You have to make it so we can understand what you're saying and that it, so that it doesn't sound silly. Um, Cause that happens sometimes. And when you do that, you realize the, but the but that comes after it, right? So, oh, I'm comparing myself to her because we're a similar size. But, you know, insert the thing that makes you guys different, right? Like, it could be anything and everything. But she grew up somewhere different. But she has a totally different, like, DNA profile, genetic profile. But mm -hmm. we are completely different ages. Like, there's just the whole you can a hundred percent find more things that are different about you to someone else than are the same, you know? Yeah. So as you were talking, it made me think about like, you can sit here and compare all day. I can sit here and compare myself to my clients and be like, well, dang, they didn't have to gain as much weight as I did. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's never going to change the weight that I need to gain or the food, the increase. Cause it's really, I know that sounds confusing, but it's really the food intake and the weight gain is really the side effect, but it's a whole other day. Anyways, but it's never going to change the amount of food that I need to eat in order to turn my HPO axis back on. Yeah, you, you can't argue with us enough or like you can't look for other reasons to suddenly change the truth or the reality. Well, yeah. Well, think about like your body could be like, sweet. You found a thousand women that are at this BMI or at this weight. That's cool for them, but I'm still not going to turn on until you give me this amount of food. So, so I mean, that's why I really do enjoy this type of work because the body has set such a firm boundary. And as society, we struggle with boundaries and we're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And think about anytime that we're comparing, kind of going back to my original thought, it's because you want to protect something more than recovery. You want to protect the fact your body composition is staying this way, or you want to protect the fact that you want to stay at this weight. You know what I mean? So anytime we're comparing, there's like this, like, there's this alternative motive. And so it's really important that we keep our eye out for that, that there's an alternative motive at play. Mm -hmm. that's not aligned with recovering yeah yeah and you have to know you really need to look into it because how many times have you heard people it'd be really simple i just feel better or it's just my stress relief or i just feel more confident like mm -hmm. that's kind of good reason that you shouldn't have to um make changes to your exercise and so like that's the next level layer of things to unpack but again it's a different conversation for a different day yeah. And that's basically what we do with coaching. We just pull back yeah. all your onion layers and ask, what about this? <laughs> what does that like mean? <laughs> so why yeah. do you think that you're still eating that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this was fun. I had another question, but I don't think we honestly have time for it, but let's do this again soon. Yes. We'll put it on the calendar. Send me your questions um, in DMs or through email and I keep a little pocket of them and whoop them out for me and Ashley to answer once a week. And guys, the HA Society is open right now and we're doing free food reviews at the moment. Yes, let us take a look at your food and we'll send you a feedback. Yeah, um, yeah. we're excited about that. I yeah. love doing it. <laughs> yeah, you set up with an app 
um, and then you'll use that app to kind of take photos for a day or two of your meals. Um, try to stick to ones that are like, that's actually a realistic look at what you typically eat in a day. And we'll just provide you some tips or feedback based on what we're seeing and all of our experience to help you sort of look for any blind spots. Ashley, is there anywhere to listen to your story? We have an episode on the HA podcast. You probably need to scroll fair way back, but there'll, there'll be an episode on the podcast with Ashley. And then I think she'll episode 19 or 16. It's, it's early y'all. It's, it's like early episode 16 you can find it there and i think she has a youtube channel too mm -hmm. yeah i'll have to link that in there yeah this is exciting send us all your mindset um gymnastics that you want help getting out of because i really think that that was a really good question that she answered and it was really more about mindset so i love that nice all right guys come join us thehasociety.com forward slash join and we will see you later yeah <laughs> Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop 
And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.